Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us on Power Your Life, and I'm Joanne White, and it's always a pleasure to be here. Many of us, not just in the United States, but all over the world, are experiencing many different kinds of challenges, and it's so important to be able to not turn our backs on them, but to really look at what's going on and what we can do globally, individually, and collectively to really make a difference and to really change and, and support the people that are going through turbulent times. And today I have a, one of the most beautiful people who really makes that her focus, and I'm talking about Dr. Lori Nadell, who has spent the first 25 years of her career working in TV newsrooms and as a field reporter Lori recognized that people whose lives were shattered by sudden violent events would need long-term support, and that became her mission. After nearly a decade at CBS News as a writer-producer, Dr. Nadell wrote her four-time bestseller, Dr. Lori Nadell's Sixth Sense, Unlocking Your Ultimate Mind Power, which led to her earning two doctorates in psychology and also in clinical hypnotherapy. However, since 1991, Dr. Lori has focused on helping people recover from catastrophic life events, whether it's from car accidents to sexual assault to workplace abuse to PSED, whatever it is, natural disasters and also terrorism. Dr. Lori has given workshops to teachers and to people, the members of the Parkland community, and also she had a challenge after her home was lost to Hurricane Sandy, and she ran long-term programs for people in her community who were struggling with post-traumatic issues based on that. Dr. Lori also directed a program for teenagers, teenagers whose fathers were killed in the 9-11 attacks on the World Trade Center, and Dr. Lori's newest book, The Five Gifts, Discovering Hope, Healing, and Strength When Disaster Strikes, has a forward by Dan Rather and was voted one of the best books of 2018 by the Library Journal. Welcome, Dr. Lori Nadell. How are you? How are you, Dr. Joanne? Thank you so much for having me on the show and a very generous introduction. I really appreciate it. Well, I'm so glad to have you because what you're doing is so important. And we were talking right before the show about what's going on with PTSD or post-traumatic stress syndrome. And and I want you to tell our listeners because it's really earth-shattering and we need to figure out what to do and how to help those people. So let's start with that. 
Now, the, tell, the big news, and it is really big yeah. news. Um, sorry uh, for interrupting. I thought you were kind of leading into my, my answer here. But uh, the National Institute of Health uh, just last week declared PTSD a national epidemic. And with 44 million people, civilians and veterans, um, suffering from the symptoms of uh, post-traumatic stress and, and a, a total of 200 million Americans, which is bigger than California, Texas, and the New York populations combined, um, are, 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 will have, be traumatized by extreme weather events in the next five years, according to the National Wildlife Service and the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. So we're talking about um, a huge number um, easily more than 50% of our people uh, in this country struggling with uh, nightmares and flashbacks and severe anxiety because of some kind of a natural or we call an intentional human disaster. Which is horrific, and, and, it, and it, not only is it happening now, but as, as you're pointing out, Dr. Laurie, it's, it's growing and expanding because of the climatic issues that people are facing. So what can we do? Because we're seeing this, and, and it is a, a, a national emergency and a disaster. What can we do to, to help those people? Well, I, I think the most important thing is information. Uh, when we look at the number 44 million, um, those are people who have actually come in for some kind of help or counseling or filled out a survey. Um, I think that the hidden population is probably much larger because traditionally most of the people who uh, come for, for help, professional help, tend to be women. That's like 90%. And uh, we know that, that PTSD you know, is kind of an equal opportunity destroyer. I uh, think that people need to understand, you know, what are the signs and symptoms. Um, we need some really uh, basic information about self-care because when you've experienced something traumatic, it's a, it, it, it's a chemical, it's a physical response that has certain symptoms that will uh, probably go away or come back from time to time. But you need to know how to take care of yourself when they do show up and uh, also to understand that this is kind of a hidden condition that can stay, you know, they, all of our emotional memories are stored as molecules, and the molecules can stay dormant for many years, and then suddenly it's like a drawer flies open, and suddenly we're flooded with the feeling that we're reliving something that is horrifying, but we were helpless to stop it. So it, it kind of changes your, uh, the chemistry in the brain and your physiology, but there are many, many tools, and the good news is that we have much more information. Uh, there are many uh, natural uh, techniques and uh, remedies for healing and for coping, and there's also medication uh, if you go to a medical professional. But it's important to know the signs and what to do to help yourself when you start to feel them. So we're going to go into the signs in a few a few moments. You you also had a challenge with losing your home due to to a Hurricane Sandy and did wonderful things for the community. What was going on with because maybe I'm not sure if that's what shifted you. So tell us a little bit about your story and then we'll get into the symptoms and then I'll share something with you too. 
Well, thank you, um, and thank you for asking. Uh, I was a reporter and uh, a producer for um, this 20, 20, 25 years, and uh, I spent a, a year in South America. I was reporting for United Press International and Newsweek, and while I was on an assignment for Newsweek, uh, I was in Chile, which was uh, right after a military coup, and we were living in a state of siege with a curfew and kind of you know sandbag installations on every corner and machine guns going off at night. And uh, the, the, uh, one of the sources who I was interviewing uh, didn't like uh, Americans and he didn't like reporters, and so he informed on me to one of the top members of the military junta, and I had to go into hiding and uh, was able to escape the country um, in a few days because it was uh, hard to get a flight out of there. And um, when I came back about a year later, I had a reporting assignment for the United Nations, and uh, there was a loud noise in the street, and I found myself underneath my bed, curled up in a fetal position, and I was shaking, and I realized that I thought that the sound of a truck was actually a machine gun, and I had mm. done several stories uh, about veterans, uh, Vietnam veterans, uh, coming back with uh, post-traumatic stress, which we were only just starting to learn about. And I recognized that that was probably what I had. So I did go to see a psychiatrist and got a medical diagnosis uh, at the time, some counseling, and uh, started to do volunteer work in the human rights field. And eventually my own PTSD led me to uh, be a founder of the Committee to Protect Journalists, which is an organization that helps journalists uh, around the world who are imprisoned and tortured and uh, detained indefinitely for doing their jobs. You know, even um, what you were experiencing as a journalist and having to hide and, and having to, to experience that can cause post-traumatic stress, too, because it's, it's, it's life-altering and, and it's shocking and it's disturbing. So, um, they're very disturbing. What are some of the symptoms that that people are experiencing, and they may not even be aware that 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 they're suffering from post traumatic stress? But what I think is so important is not only to give those people an idea of what their symptoms are, but also the people around them who can help maybe give them some clarity and understanding and say, hey, you know, maybe this is what you're going through so that people can get support. So what? give us some idea, Dr. Lori, of what, what some of the symptoms are. The, the symptoms, uh, the, you know, the classic symptoms are flashbacks, the feeling that you're reliving something horrifying. Um, maybe you passed a bad car accident on the road or you had a near miss or uh, there was some kind of uh, an assault or an abuse incident uh, that you experienced or that you witnessed. So um, you either, you know, survived, escaped, witnessed, or are living with somebody who has uh, post-traumatic stress, or first responders, and uh, veterans, spouses, and partners very often develop secondary PTSD. And we can develop these symptoms from watching, from hours and hours of watching disturbing images on TV. So the classic signs are re- feeling that you're reliving something and you're kind of like a deer in the headlights, you're, you're kind of frozen with fear. 
um, knots in your stomach, uh, maybe headaches, difficulty concentrating, uh, bad dreams. Um, but the main symptom are kind of intrusive uh, images, like like the video is of what happened is replaying in your mind, uh, and anxiety, and uh, what we call a startle response or hypervigilance. It's the feeling of um, that something terrible is going to happen imminently and your body is on high alert because you're being flooded with stress hormones so that you're ready to uh, cope with whatever the next danger is. And, of course, they may, there may not be uh, a danger, but the body feels as if, they're, as if you are in danger. Uh, it causes confusion, uh, headaches, difficulty sleeping, difficulty eating, uh, and it's, it's very common for people who suddenly are overwhelmed by these feelings, and, and they can come up, uh, they do start, uh, you know, the, the clinical definition of PTSD is that it starts six months after an event. If you're experiencing this right after, say, a tornado or a hurricane or a flood, uh, we call that acute stress. The symptoms are almost identical, but it usually goes away on its own after, you know, three to six months. But if the symptoms persist or they suddenly come up six months or years later, um, it's important to get professional help. Uh, I think that it's also important not to isolate. If I had to, to give you one key for how to cope with PTSD, it's do not isolate because isolation, withdrawal from people leads to depression, um, it leads to severe anxiety and uh, substance abuse and even even uh, suicide. We see 22 veterans a day committing suicide because they're struggling with flashbacks and PTSD. So please stay with people, stay connected, eat with other people, don't eat alone, uh, choose your meals. If you're in shock, it's really important that you choose um, healthy meals, uh, preferably, or if you want comfort food, you know, try to do that in moderation. But please eat with other people, and choosing your food will help give you a sense of control and safety. Because when we're talking about trauma, it's not a bad hair day. It means that you had a close encounter with, with death, or you were in a life and death situation, or you saw somebody get wounded or injured or or killed. So we're talking about the sudden disruptions of normal life. It's like normal gets ripped away from underneath your feet and you feel very ungrounded. So eating regularly and eating with other people and not isolating, um, journaling if you can, write down what you're feeling, talk to other people, and just keep talking about what you're feeling uh, and what you're experiencing because that's going to help your, your body process the event you know you said something too in addition to all the important stuff that that i that uh, i think people need to hear because when you're experiencing some kind of catastrophe you're not in control it's happening to you around you or whatever but you don't have any control of it so when you're saying make sure that you're eating make sure that you t it's about taking back the control in areas that you can, like what are you putting in yes. your, you know, making, creating some kind of regularity mm -hmm. in your life, your choice, the choices, whatever. Um, and, and I think that that helps us bring back some sense of 
power of empowerment over you know over what we're doing and over our lives when that's coming up i you know my father was was in the military and he and this was a long time ago my father's since deceased but he had post traumatic stress and he used to isolate himself we didn't know what it was at the time but it was very frightening because he actually got angry and would lash out and I remember as a, as a very young kid being very, you know, he was a lo- when that wasn't going on, he was incredibly loving and caring. But when that went on, that stuff frightened me and, and my sister, and we never really understood it until, like, much, much later because people don't know. So I have a question because what happens if – if somebody is going through that, you've identified some of the symptoms, they, they've experienced some kind of event, but they are not aware that that's what's happening to them, or even people close to them are not aware or are not attributing it to post-traumatic stress, what could be done to awaken them to that so that they can get the help, Dr. Lori, that they need? You know, that's an excellent question. Um, I think one of the issues, uh, which is probably one of the, the themes that, that you talk about on the show and that we uh, we communicate about on uh, LinkedIn and social media, is uh, really uh, eradicating the stigma uh, to talking about emotional issues and uh, mental health issues that are run very, very deep. And I think that uh, it's just very important to have, you know, one or two people that you feel safe about talking about anything. Um, When you feel a little unsteady uh, or like mentally off balance, when you find it difficult to focus or make decisions and you're normally, you know, are sharp and and it's easy to make decisions, um, it's really important to uh, talk, talk about what you're going through, anything that feels a little off base, it, it, where you, you're not feeling your best self, very important to talk about because the, the wound that we experience when we lose the sense, I call them the three elephants in the room, the loss of uh, control, uh, the loss of safety, and ultimately it can be the loss of identity. So, for example, in my own case, um, I lost my home to Hurricane Sandy, and I, uh, my, my uh, boyfriend and I were up in the attic and we were uh, huddled together and we were watching the water inch up the stairs and the washing machine was floating and the uh, couch was floating and it was, it was really very kind of creepy. But what happened afterwards was even more creepy because anyone who's been through any kind of a disaster, um, then, you know, then you're trapped in this financial purgatory for a very long time and trying to deal with the government, you deal with FEMA, you deal with insurance, you deal with crooked, unscrupulous uh, vendors who come in trying to take advantage of the fact that you don't know what to do when you're scared. And um, a lot of people end up, uh, I think the bankruptcy rate in a state that's had a natural disaster goes up about 26% in the two or three years after that disaster. So um, you lose your sense of safety and ultimately, you know, you kind of can lose a part of your identity. In my case, um, I lost uh, the identity of being a homeowner because um, even though I was able to uh, get get my home rebuilt, uh, I, I was 
forced to sell the home because of the increasing costs of maintaining it. So um, we have, you know, the loss of the loss of control, uh, which is a feeling of helplessness. The loss of safety, which is where you feel um, kind of fragile and you you feel. Um, vulnerable, you feel again that sense of something bad is going to happen. That's the second elephant, and the third elephant is you lose a part of yourself. Like you know, who am I if I don't you know own a home or I don't live in this neighborhood, or who am I if my neighborhood is no longer safe, or who am I if I can no longer uh, watch the news on TV, or who am I if I can no longer go to work, or if I'm uh, injured or disabled as a result of something uh, tragic that may have happened. So um, those are those are the three elephants. And when you're feeling, you know, helpless and out of control or just feeling jittery and unsafe, that's a really good time to find someone. It can be a friend. It can be a clergyman. It can be a counselor. Find somebody who you can talk to if, it's, if you're a kid or you're a student and you're listening. Or maybe you have a teacher who's supportive or a counselor in school, it's just really important to talk to someone and say, hey, I'm just feeling unsafe. Um, I feel helpless. And maybe the event happened, you know, a year ago, but those feelings will still come up in uh, unexpected ways. So anything that causes us to feel unsettled, really important to talk to somebody. You know, and I think that that's something that we need to constantly emphasize because you need to be able to to not just hold it all in and also you said something about that that at that point we're so vulnerable and it's so horrific that when people are in a vulnerable state like that as you mentioned there are people that are just willing to jump right in and take advantage of those people when you're not you're off balance and and you're looking for some some kind of hope and some kind of support and somebody comes up and offers you x y and z which really isn't x y and z but you don't know and and you grasp it and and then it also creates more trauma or drama which is totally unfortunate tell us about your book the five gifts because this this book speaks to what we're talking about in terms of how to help oneself what are tell us about how that book came about dr lori and then we'll get into what the five gifts are well thank you um actually you know i very often say to people you know every misfortune uh is a blessing in disguise but it can take a long time before the blessing reveals itself and i think most people um who know this would agree with me it doesn't show up right away but uh, several months after Hurricane Sandy, and I was just drowning, um, and spending hours a day on the phone, um, arguing with people about releasing funds that I was entitled to, and um, you know, being very, very frightened. I, I decided to take my own advice, which is it's not easy to live your own advice, and I took 48 hours to just relax and um, you know, kind of hit the pause button on what was going on in my life. And as I was meditating. Um, I heard an inner voice, which uh, I believe was uh, the voice of, a, of a, my guardian angel or my, my spirit guide. Um, I, I don't, I, I recognize the voice, but it, it's, a, it's more of a, a man's voice than a woman's voice. And the voice whispered uh, these five words to me, humility, patience, empathy, forgiveness, growth. 
and then I was instructed to write them down and that these were five gifts that would help me and others to recover and heal um, after this disaster and that I was given the the message or the mission of kind of spreading the word about the five gifts. And again, their humility, uh, which is... Um, it, it takes away our sense of entitlement. Humility is the grace of accepting that something out of control has happened to us. Um, and, and these things happen to everybody around the world on any given day. Um, it kind of takes away that feeling of why me and allows us to just accept that um, we, we have to, we're going to be suffering for a while as we work our way through uh, processing, or we call it metabolizing the event. Uh, the second gift is patience. And patience is the gift that that stops us from blaming ourselves if we're still hurting a year later, two years later, because as, as you know, Dr. Joanne, the heart has no timetable. And the third gift is empathy. And empathy is, is caring and reaching out to others. We see a big rush of empathy after a disaster, but the help cycle lasts about two months, and the healing journey is three to five years usually. So we need sustainable empathy. We need empathy for the long haul for ourselves and for each other. And that leads us to forgiveness. And we have to begin by forgiving ourselves because we weren't able to prevent what happened. You know, very often we'll say, why didn't I do this, or I should have done that, or maybe, you know, if I parked my car in a different place, I wouldn't have lost my car. Um, there are all these things that go through our minds as we ruminate, and forgiving ourselves, and forgiving as much as possible um, others who may have been um, involved, or in, in the case of uh, the Barrier Island where I'm living, uh, it's, it's forgiving, forgiving the ocean, forgiving the sea, forgiving Mother Nature, uh, forgiving the government. Uh, a lot of, lot of forgiving has to go on so that we can come to peace with what happened. And finally, you know, we talk about post-traumatic growth, which is what lets us look back at the event and say, you know, I wish it had never happened and I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but I would never be who I am today if I hadn't gone through those horrible events. You know, I think everything, I love these five gifts, humility, patience, empathy, forgiveness, and the post-traumatic growth because they are so important and so essential in our healing process. And I know also personally that when we go through something traumatic, as many of us have gone through, like you said, Dr. Laura, you don't necessarily in the beginning recognize that it's a gift in disguise, that, that it, it helps you grow, teaches you, or moves you forward into perhaps a different kind of a destiny or, or a focus or whatever. So um, that's so important, too. Now, you talk about something that I find fascinating, which is called a soul vitamin. I love the term, but would you share what that is for our listeners and for healing? No, I, I came up with that term, um, and a lot of the, a lot of what happens with uh, uh, the long-term effect of coping with the aftermath of trauma is that we become um, psychologically uh, malnourished. In other words, we're so busy taking care of survival needs for ourselves and our families that we we just um, we we become exhausted, and uh, it's it's a kind of burnout. It's like spiritual burnout. 
And um, when, you know, if if you think about a baby bird, if you've ever had that experience of um, finding a baby bird that has fallen out of a nest, and you bring it home and you give it little droppers full of uh, vitamins, uh, when we're fragile after a, uh, for example, 9/11, a terrorist attack or um, a tornado, any any catastrophe. Uh, it's very important to give ourselves little droppers of nourishment for the soul. And that can be as simple as spending five or ten minutes a day uh, listening to music and closing your eyes or looking at a candle flame for just five minutes a day. If you just establish um, a little ritual for yourself where you light a candle and you can do this with, with music or without music, just watching the flame of the candle is going to settle your nerves. It's going to create a flow of relaxation hormones, which is the only really effective counterbalance to surges and stress hormones. The most effective treatment for anxiety and, and PTSD is considered an anxiety issue or an anxiety disorder or condition. The best remedy, uh, according to all the research that's been done, is some kind of wellness protocol, some kind of mind-body relaxation. And if you can find four, four windows of five minutes apiece and just look at that candle for five minutes at a time, if you do it four times a day, the research from Harvard shows that your body will get the same benefits as if you could close your eyes and do 20 minutes of relaxation or half an hour of yoga. So, you know, I know that when people are under a lot of stress and you're in survival, it's very hard to say, I'm going to sit for 20 minutes and I'm going to close my eyes and meditate. You only need to do something for five minutes a day, four times a day. You can take a walk. Um, you can look out the window and look at the trees. Um, you can uh, play with your pet. Uh, you can call a friend and just, you know, listen to that person's soothing voice. I have a couple of people I call just because uh, when I'm uh, when I'm upset or I'm having flashbacks, which come up from time to time, just the sound of that person's voice is comforting and soothing. So um, find five minutes a day. Start with just five minutes a day. The importance is to give yourself those soul vitamins and nourish your spirit uh, at least five minutes a day. And those are vitamins for your soul. And, you know, they are so important. And walking I, walking for me is one of those. Also very soft music that just touches my, my heart, my soul in some way, calms me down. I think can also be beneficial, but I, I love these ideas because we need to be able to nourish the soul one and and find a way to create a sense of inner peace that you're talking about, especially after such dramatic trauma that we've experienced, and again that 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 inability to have control over our lives, and and so that's so essential. Now, when you've shared working, doing workshops and working with teachers and working with people who are going through post-traumatic stress. What do you find from your audience, from the people that you're helping? What are some of the things that come up from them that you could share with us? Uh, well, it, it's, um, I, I think the, the, most, the most important thing that I've found, and it comes up um, in workshops and it comes up in private practice, is that um, about between six months and the first anniversary, 
um, is a very unsteady time for people. Um, it, you know, that's when the the process of day-to-day survival um, starts to, it, 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 you know, people call it the new normal, but it, it's really, as Governor Jerry Brown said, it's the new abnormal uh, because com- becoming habituated to violent events, you know, it, it's not normal. It should never be normal. And uh, but we are living in a very turbulent cycle. So um, what happens is is that people start to feel shaky. Um, they're they're getting into a routine. So there's a little bit more predictability um, in the course of uh, a day. Um, people are starting to eat more regularly. But um, start, they start having dreams or nightmares, usually around the six-month mark um, as the anniversary approaches, and people start talking about one year ago, one year ago today, and there's an onslaught of media. Um, it's really important to stay away, you know, turn off your screens, give yourself a news break, because if, if you keep getting reminded of what happened because of the, uh, you know, the onslaught of uh, media stories and replaying uh, video video images on uh, on your devices it will trigger a whole slew of PTSD symptoms so um, it's just really important to recognize that you're going to be a little bit more fragile in the second part of the first year than uh, you expected to be uh, because the first six months you're really just in shock and survival um, sometimes people will come to me not understanding why they're having these these experiences, these mood swings or these flashbacks, because they've been coping so well. Um, you can function very well with PTSD. You you can you can make decisions. You can go to work, but it it's really important to to not ignore um, the underlying um, emotions and dreams and mood shifts that may suddenly uh, come up with great force because PTSD, when it hits you, it hits you with great force. And then people will say, I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, Everything's fine now. Um, I'm rebuilding my house. I'm going to work. I'm back in school. And then I'll ask them, you know, well, well, has anything happened to you in the past year? Oh, my mother died suddenly or my my dog died or um, I was in a car accident or something happened to their child. But there's almost always a wounding incident that that something sudden, unexpected, and and violent, uh, or 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 something that was a life and death issue, uh, is kind of lurking in the background, and it comes up again, you know, months or years later, uh, so that we can process it. You know, it's it it's and it it's so important to get the help that that you need to be able to understand it. And you know, we've been focusing on hurricanes and and but but again, it's also about like you said, somebody's some a death in the family, sexual sexual abuse, something that happened at at work, terrorism or whatever. And I think what's important because I've worked with a few people who have said you know, my friends keep telling me to get over it. Like, and I and one, I had one client whose mother died, and then her father died six months after, and it took mm. it took her a long time. So I I think it's so important that people recognize that there is somebody else's timetable isn't necessarily your timetable for healing, and you have to be gentle and supportive of yourself. And people say, okay, you know, hey, it's it's years already or whatever like get past it but it's okay to honor 
what you're going through. And I and I just wanted to emphasize that because I think it's so important. It's very important, and that's again where the gift of patience comes in. Um, you know, patience uh, is the gift that helps us just acknowledge that um, you know everybody's timetable for healing is different. And um, you know, with grief, you can get uh, we call it a stug, a sudden temporary upsurge of grief, where you're you're just um, overwhelmed with sorrow or sadness, uh, as if it was fresh and as if it was happening to you now. And, um, you know, those sudden upsurges of emotion that cause you to feel as if you're um, reliving uh, the event, whatever it may have been, um, is, is completely normal. And this, this is something that, you know, post-traumatic stress really should not be called a disorder because you're a normal person having normal reactions to uh, what was an abnormal and sudden and unexpected situation that was life and death and that you could not prevent. So you're having normal reactions, although they're not normal uh, compared to who you, who you think you were before. It's just part of how we process something that's horrific. You know, that's so important because the new normal is really, like you said, it's really not the new normal because it's, we're, we're not the same. And, and what happened to us has certainly shifted. And I wanted to share when, when my sweet Selena, my beautiful Siamese cat died, it, like I would oh. just what you're just, just what you're, it was years ago, but just what you're describing, every once in a while, I would be filled with the emotion and just feel her and remember the the ending and and tears were welling up and so again we have to emphasize it's okay and you talk about that as patience it's okay to honor and 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 be gentle and loving with yourself for what you're going through but also like you say get the help that you need I love some of your terms because you have something else that's called the soul collage. What is a soul collage? Soul collage is a is a wonderful process that was developed by a Jungian uh, therapist named Sina Frost. And um, it, it, Carl Jung, who is, uh, of course, one of the great um, psychiatrists of all time, um, wrote that sometimes the hands can solve a mystery that the mind has struggled with in vain. And when we, we work with soul collage or sometimes even after disaster, if you do needlework or you do pottery or you do woodworking, you're working with your hands, it releases a lot of uh, pent-up emotion. And with soul collage, we make a collage on a 5 by 7 um, index card. It's not an index card. It's a piece of mat board. And uh, using images from magazines or your own personal photos. And then that puts you into a kind of creative uh, playful, relaxed state, um, and in that state, which is like a meditative state of trance, we have a structured process to dialogue with your cards. So you you ask your image, you know, who are you, and what is your gift for me? And so we're actually engaging in an active dream work session with our images, which are coming to us from our intuition and our creativity. And, and I really believe that creativity and the creative life force is the most powerful force in the universe for healing uh, because we, we're, it's actually the, the archetypal universal antidote to the force of destruction. 
And when we're coming out of trauma, we've witnessed or we've survived something that was life or death. It was the force of destruction. And to heal that and to to kind of overwhelm those feelings of of helplessness with feelings of hope, um, I found that soul collage is the bridge between the conscious mind and the subconscious or the unconscious mind. And it's like actually working with our dreams. It's very playful. And I'm giving a workshop in Fort Lauderdale next Wednesday um, at Zen Mind Space, which is a very serene retreat center in uh, the heart of Fort Lauderdale. And I'll be giving some, um, I believe, in New York at the New York Open Center in the fall. Wonderful. And, you know, I agree with you in terms of creativity. Um, Years ago, I did some volunteer work with people who, women, primarily women, who had experienced sexual abuse. And one of the counselors there was using art therapy and having, having the people draw and express their feelings and, and be able to do that creatively, which brought up a lot of healing and, and able to, to see and put whatever they were going through in a very, in a very different light and a very healing light. And I know from some of what I've been going through in the past and also presently, writing and doing creative things are so healing and bring just help. They're soothing, but they also bring a sense of, even in the midst of, of, some horrific stuff that you're experiencing, they can bring a sense of, of joy and a sense of ease. So I love what you're doing in those workshops because I think they're very valuable and really, truly can make a difference in people's lives. Dr. Lori Nadell, I love what you're doing. We could go on forever because I think the topic and what you've done with with this is so very important for so many people. And again, the statistics that you brought up in terms of 2025 and more of what's going to happen is, you know, front and center, and we really need to address it. And, and this book, The Five Gifts for Hope, Healing, and Strength, When Disaster Strikes, and everything that you're doing with your workshops and your teaching really address helping people with post-traumatic stress in such a beautiful and profound way. So I want to thank you for that. Tell our listeners how they could find out more about what you're doing, about get hold of your books, because that's not the only book that you have. You have another book, too, the Dr. Laurie Nadell Sixth Sense, Unlocking Your Ultimate Mind Power, and also maybe people who are in the areas where you're doing these workshops can be there and benefit from them as well. Oh, thank you for asking, and again, thank you for your um, interest and in, in a really great conversation about this very important uh, subject. Uh, that's a, it's really becoming so much a part of the narrative, and with your show and uh, and your help and uh, the spread of information, uh, we can really change the narrative around PTSD. Uh, we are, um, I'm, I am available through my website, which is uh, laurienadel.com, and my uh, book, Sixth Sense, Unlocking Your Ultimate Mind Power, is now an audio book, so it's like having your own private intuition Sixth Sense workshop. Um, I, do, I do work with people by phone and Skype, as well as in my office in New York, and um, you can email me through my website, 
uh, or you can call my office at 212-560-2333. That's 212-560-2333. I I really look forward to hearing your voice um, as I think it gives a lot more texture to a connection or to a dialogue than uh, email, which is only uh, a fraction of what the the full message comes through with uh, tone of voice and, of course, face-to-face interpersonal contact. Wonderful. So what would you like to leave our listeners with? Um, I I would like to leave uh, everybody with the, um, you know, knowing that uh, whatever you're going through, uh, there is hope. Um, You know, please take care of yourself and stay with people, find a friend or, or get you know, get a counselor, somebody to listen to. Don't keep it bottled up inside. Uh just and and, and definitely uh write down your feelings, keep a log or draw or paint, do something with your hands because releasing emotion through your hands engages the power of creativity and uh it will really help you to heal and accelerate the process of growth. Wonderful. Dr. Lori Nadell, thank you so much for being you for all that you do, and I adore what you're doing and you. So thanks again for for being you. Thank you. Igualmente. Thank you. Thanks. Have a beautiful day. So think about what Dr. Lori Nadell said, because it is so important not to isolate yourself, even though you may be going through this trauma or drama, and to get the help that Dr. Lori is saying, to get the help that you need, to get the support, to do something that brings a sense of control into your life, to also, as Dr. Lori Nadell said, to do something that with your hands that's creative. But remember, you can move past whatever it is you're going through. You can heal. You can have the hope, and you can get the courage and the support that you need, but you do need to take charge of you in whatever way that you can. So think about that. And if you want to get a hold of me, I'll give you the short version. You can go to docwhite, D-O-C-W-H-I-T-E dot org, find out more about upcoming shows and more about what I'm doing. And remember, don't isolate yourself. Reach out. And for those people who are surrounded by people who've gone through post-traumatic stress, help them. Be the support person and, and be as understanding as you possibly can because you're going through that too. It's not just in isolation. You're also going through that experience. Remember, that's why I call this show Power Your Life, You have the ability to move past this, to get through this with courage and and hope and support. So do that and empower yourself. Even if today you just take a few small steps to do so. Thanks so much for joining us and have a beautiful, blessed day, evening, wherever you are. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the Upbeat Show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.